sing it, sister. Make your fridges, grab 10 other fridges and turn up and watch these games. Welcome to Giants Women Say, the podcast where we discuss all things AFLW Giants. I'm Fiona Lamb. I'm Nat Morgan. I'm Emma Phillips. And then there were three. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, so uh, Kiwi is away in Melbourne and Tracy is away on the Gold Coast. So Not here, so it should be over and done with in about 22 minutes today. I I reckon. Let's see, shall we? In episode six, we'll discuss the week that was. We'll review the GWS versus Collingwood game. We're going to play the second part of the interview that we that I did with Fridge, Amanda Ferrugia. We're going to introduce a new segment called Corrections Corner because we have a few things to correct from last week. We will preview the GWS versus D's game and we're going to do next week's predictions as well. So let's get into it. What a week. Yeah, it was an absolute ripper. Um, GWS got their first win. Uh, May get them to the top of the ladder if they can knock off a couple more teams before the season's out and all things fall their way. But it was re- I was really happy to see them that first quarter especially where they played the footy that I think we all thought that they could play. Yes. And they actually, a little bit of luck, um, you know, with winning the toss to be able to kick with the wind to have that start. It'd be a horrible way to go to quarter time four goals down. Um, so I was, I, was re- I was really happy for them. Disappointed for Collingwood, um, but now I'm riding the GWS bandwagon. All the way home. Orange Army, I knew you had it in you. <laughs> I have to get on board too now, don't I? Yes, you do. <laughs> mm. Look, they were so good in that first quarter, weren't they? They just used the ball so well. And that very lauded midfield finally came together. I think Ingrid played her first game in the ruck. And got yay, Inga. Yay, Ing. You know, yeah. she's an ex-teammate of mine too. Very happy for her. She's a great chick. Um, had 10 hitouts, I think, quite quickly and, mm. a, you know, quite an effect. But, but you know, gave the midfield the first use of the ball and they had to kick. But those conditions were just shocking, weren't they, really? The they wind really and were. that heat. Yeah. To kick you were there, weren't that. you? Yes, yes, I was there. I was there. I've been at every hot, match. I was windy, there. sweaty, hot dust in the eyes. windy, yeah. And um, the, if you were watching um, at home, the actual trees themselves didn't move around much because of the kind of trees that they are but the wind really did play a big factor I mean there was one point in the fourth quarter when we had some throw-ins it looked like the ball was going to go back over the umpire's head it was just so um, strong that wind to win the toss and get those early goals on the board was fantastic effort Um, and then it was almost a game of then just blocking up the back line almost to stop Collingwood scoring it was uh, not much, only one more goal to the GWS for the rest of the match, but obviously uh, held on at the end. So it doesn't matter how you get the win as long as you get it. But I would like to see a bit more consistency through the four quarters, I think, uh, going yeah. forward well, against going forward. There's a nice... <laughs> nice they're up and about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like I need to uh, call on Kate Sear from the Outer Sanctum who does her commentary watch because I want, I want to say they've got to play four quarters. They of course, do. we know that if a, if a team doesn't play four quarters, then they forfeit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that is true indeed. Um, but looks, uh, it was great. Alicia, Eva... And Beeson both picked up uh, 20-odd touches each and real quality ones. They And that might have been from uh, the new ruck, Inga, Ingrid, knocking it down and um, them getting their hands on it. Um, it worked well. They seemed to be knowing what the other person was doing for the first time this season. Yeah, it was that, real teamwork, wasn't there? That's a really good comment now because I noticed that the, the big stat that stood out for me was handball receives and the Giants won the handball receives by almost double. I think it was 45 to 23. And that says something I think about A, their work rate, their capacity to run for each other and to the ball, you know, to contests, but just to sort of know where each other are as well, as you mm. said. Mm. Um, and, you know, they, they, they picked it up and got running. I think Alicia Eva also 22 disposals, same as Beeson, and Alicia had 77% efficiency in her disposal. So that's a remarkable stat. Yeah, yeah especially in those great. windy conditions yeah. that she could hit the target. She may have been the well. difference, actually. Mm. Yeah, I was um, probably only disappointed with Bernardi up against her old team, had been leading goal kicker at Collingwood, and I don't, not sure she even had a shot. She certainly didn't get a goal. So um, I was disappointed for her. I thought that might have been the game that would spark her to really get her, her eye in and, you know, double couple, but. Not to be, unfortunately. So hopefully mm. she can lift in the last second half of the season now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We talked about the Irish women earlier also standing up as yeah. per usual. 
Oh, Yvonne Bonner is a magician, I've decided. That, <laughs> uh, that goal that I don't know who, she, who was tackling her, but she somehow managed to get the, the ball to boot and then I pulled up the app and played it with her Irish friends and family, I think, <laughs> surrounding me in the stands. And uh, I just couldn't work out how she did it. And then I announced to everyone that she was magic and that's how she did it. <laughs> the magician. <laughs> Very good indeed. Look, she was terrific. I think in the first night I was here in that first step, I sort of didn't poo-poo them, but I wanted to say I don't think we should rely on them. You made a valid point, But Nat. I'm glad we're relying on them because uh, they've done it <laughs> week in, week out. They're also Cora, reliable. Cora had a terrific game, strong and hard and, um, yeah, just wants to get the ball and wants to do something with it. And yeah. the more players who want to do that, the better it'll be. So mm. go the Irish. I'll have a beer for them next Sunday or whenever <laughs> it is. Every Sunday's St. Pat's Day, isn't it? <laughs> I think so. All right. Well, what about the other games? Oh, I guess the Carlton-Geelong match uh, was a dour affair, wasn't it? Low scoring. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was scrappy. It was frustrating. There was no free running. Running, And I sort of thought to myself, it's the sort of game that the poo-pooers and the naysayers will point at and say, told you, girls can't play footy. It wasn't a great example. And the accuracy at goals and poor old Taylor Harris you know, hitting it three times, which I reckon is impossible. In fact, for you were saying... Was it, was it three or two? No, no I'm sure she hit the post three times. Right. Um, mm. And someone else did it in between as well. I think there were four in a row, basically. There were so many this round, yeah. My tweet on the night was that... Um, Drum roll first, now. Yeah, okay. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> well, none of you liked it, so I don't think it was that good. But I did get some nice little responses from others. But I did say that Taylor Harris was now the official... Poster girl of the women's AFL. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. So, um, but look, but um, Kiwi had a and Kiwi and I have been discussing a new rule for you know if we're going to tweak some rules, um, we reckon that that if you hit the post, you should get well, I don't know twenty points maybe because well, if you're actually trying to hit those, uh, that's uprights. how much you get in the AFLX just for kicking a goal anyway, isn't it, or something? With, so, the, with the right jumper on. Yeah, mm. exactly. Well, and look, Taylor, the AFL, Taylor must be wearing that jumper. Footy, shouldn't it? <laughs> <clears throat> so, look, we'll move on from that game. What was the next one? Oh, Brisbane smashed Western Bulldogs. Um, they looked terrific again, Brisbane, didn't they? They looked like yeah, the team of last the year. Team of yeah, last gee, year. when they're running, they're good, aren't they? It's so watchable. Yeah, it and, really was an enjoyable game. And it? Bulldogs were disappointing too. Mm, yes, so that is was, true. Yeah. Um, they just didn't fire Ellie. Um, I haven't heard a report on Ellie Blackburn, her head. What's happened That there? was, I have to say, seeing that. So I I saw it, it sounds dramatic, but I saw it with my own eyes. So it was Not it was anyone else's? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? <laughs> Remarkably, <just yours. laughs> no. Uh, and I said, oh, no, she's hurt, um, which is, again, remarkable, remarkable. that I could pick that Astute. up. Astute. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. But training. In all, in all seriousness, um, to see her yeah, try and get up and then stumble and mm. look dazed, it was it was awful to see. Just I was awful. glad that like, she was never totally knocked out, which is at least a bonus, I guess. You could see that it, she wasn't out cold, but she didn't want to move. So I imagine she had said that I hurt my neck or... Something along those lines. That yeah, stopped I just think she couldn't. She did. I, I, yeah, look, I, I think it takes a lot to keep Ali down on the ground yeah. mm. from what I've seen of her footy. And when I saw that too, Fee, I just thought, oh, gee, you know, she's in a lot of trouble here. That mm. she kept wanting to get up and wanting to get up and, and just couldn't. It was just last week that she actually copped two other head knocks from teammates, wasn't it, early in last weekend's game? Didn't oh, I'm not she, sure on that. She had a couple of head knocks then from memory as well. So mm. maybe this third one in quick succession was just too, too much. much. Yeah. There was talk that she did actually pass out um, in the rooms. I don't actually know if that's true. Let's spread unfounded. it. <laughs> and she was taken to hospital for precautionary okay, reasons good. but came out okay. Oh, good. Right. Um, and I think she went to work today. That's what I saw. It's good news. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll be sensible, I would imagine, that um, if she has the headaches or any other effects of the concussion that she won't be playing this weekend at all. I really hope the club's sensible and serious yeah. these days, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, need, she, I think she needs a rest. Um, they did manage to shut down Sabrina. Yeah, she was quite mm. again, wasn't she? It hasn't been her best year. Um, but that means we're hearing from other players again. And, and Kate McCarthy, what a game, my goodness. Yeah, she was she was pretty good, accurate, fast, um, and was 
wrapped with herself too, wasn't it? Well, you know, just yeah. wrapped, you know, you're happy. When you're playing good yep. footy, you're happy with yourself, aren't mm. you? And especially then with your teams having a win as well. Nothing worse than celebrating a goal and you're down by 10, 10 goals, your team itself. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> great to watch, like isn't a bit she? of a loser. Yeah, no, so <laughs> well, I was happy for her. Just, again, so refreshing to see those players with that joy from their win and from their own personal performances Yeah, that's yeah. still a mile away from the men's game where it's that careful, you know, media training response. Well, is that the thing? Have the girls, the women, not had media training or not all of them or how does that come into play? Yeah, look, I'm not sure on that one. I would imagine they've put quite a number of them through it or it's at least on the cards because you can see some of that language starting to creep in. But But, but, the longer they can keep it authentic, I think the better. But what is it? What is media training? Is it a course? Is it a certificate? (laughs) Is it a cert for? Not sure. (laughs) Uh, Can you do it at TAFE or... uh, I'm sure they're sat Mate, down. Can we do it? Well, that I could know be good. Yeah, we're gonna, we're nice. gonna do it. We're gonna for it would be nice it. if we learn how to not talk over each other or whisper in the background or things like that. Maybe they do. Some of these players do miss that sort of training, and you do get um, that real honest, you know, chit chat after the game where you know you're just chuffed and happy, and you, you say that rather than one game at a time and things like that. So no, it's good. It's, it is refreshing, and I think people like Sam Lane on the field makes it easy for them to have just a really relaxed, happy conversation because she's got as much joy as them basically and mm. she's yeah. specifically saying, you are ace and that was a great goal. She probably didn't say ace. That's just my say, word. Did she use the word ace? <laughs> well, she, she should. <laughs> she's a Melbourne girl. She should use ace. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's nice seeing those honest discussions after the matches. Well, what- it might also be that they're, I mean, they're women who are working and earning a living to get through life and, and so they're, they're um, living in the real world and they may just be worldly and mature enough to answer questions sensibly without running off at the mouth mm. and saying something stupid. Yeah. You were going to say something and I talked over you. All I was going to say was long may it last. Yeah. Other games? Adelaide Frio didn't eventuate as I thought. I thought it would be a tighter, closer game. Yeah. Um, it was it was back and forth for a while, and then Adelaide got away, and that was the end of it, wasn't it? Yeah, they yeah. just put the foot down, Adelaide, didn't they? Mm. I mean, again, I think last week we spoke about it briefly, but they just seem to have their superstars in absolute tip-top form at the mm. moment, Adelaide, and they are a joy to watch. You know, Erin Phillips, a lot gets said about her, but I, I watched Erin on the weekend and Deservedly. thought, oh, look, it's almost it's like this is like watching the future of AFL women's football, I think, because she's played an elite sport. An absolute elite sport, you know, worldwide recognised elite athlete. She, her body is in tune with that level of, of playing sport and she has very fine football skills as well. Now, some of those girls that are younger than her and that haven't had that elite training have a few years of developing their bodies and their skills to get to that same point. But, you know, in four or five years' time, when it's all Erin Phillips is out there, gee, it's oh, going to be amazing, isn't it? It will be terrific. And yeah. having her in the gym or the change rooms or at training, she just lifts the standard. Everyone realises, well, that's what you have that's to do. It. And speaking of Adelaide and good players down there, I've been so impressed watching Ebony Marinoff mm. of late. She's a changed player. Like she was the uh, rookie of the year in the first season and she, so obviously she was a good player to start with. But I feel watching her now, she's changed from – sort of a giggly, young, oh, did I just get the ball? Gosh, to really wants a ball, gets a ball out, is serious. There's no more giggly face or mucking around. It's just boom, get the ball, get the ball out. And she is uh, highest ranked uh, possession disposal Mm. in the comp at the moment. She's averaging above what she has for the last couple of years. I think she's lost a couple of kilos looking at her out there running around and she goes from the beginning to the end. Yeah, super engine. To me, she's like one of the elite players of the competition these days. Mm. And so, yeah, hats off to her. She's. um, I look forward to watching the rest of the competition and I would put her in the top two or three players in the Mm. comp at the moment and she could win the award at the end of the year. Look, between her and Phillips and... Chelsea Randall, who I think is just an out and out, I mean, it doesn't need to be said, does it, out and out superstar. And they've got the equal leading goal kicker also at the moment in um, uh, Stevie Lee Thompson. You know, they're coming, Adelaide. Yeah. On a roll. Again. Good luck to them. <laughs> I think we need to talk about Astra O'Connor, don't mm. we? Oh, yes. We have just heard, we've just heard from the tribunal that Astra O'Connor has been offered two weeks for a pretty ordinary off the ball, in my mind, bump on who Nick's, did Nick Nicholas Stevens? Stevens. 
Yeah, and yeah. she pulled up pretty sore afterwards, is that correct? Yeah, look, Nick actually had a little bit of text contact with Nick and she said that she was pretty sore and sorry and had a headache all of Saturday. So, you know, I mean, she's a tough cookie, Nick, but it wasn't very pretty, was it? Pretty no, hard thing to I watch, was, I must say. I was pretty unimpressed. It really, was near the ball and near the play, but uh, Asta contact? went not towards the ball at all. It was no. putting on a shepherd, but led with her elbow and that seemed to make contact with the head or the side of the head, didn't it? Yep. Um, and then her follow-up was just a strange kind of few moments for Asta, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Straight into a who did have the ball, the player had the ball. <coughs> yeah. She went straight to her and almost like picked her up while did wrestling it. style. Just <laughs> wild <laughs> aggro kind of, <laughs> you know. WWF. Maybe she realised, whoops, I'm in trouble, let's go for, you know, a double whammy or something like yeah. that. Look, I, I think Asta has a serious level of white line fever, <laughs> you know. Yeah. She can be a different beast on the footy field. Needs Very to control serious. that though. There's, yeah. there's a few yeah. out there but uh, they don't need to go taking out heads. That's pretty ordinary, isn't mm. it? So it'll be interesting to see. But on the back of last week, if you got rubbed out or got reported and offered weeks, you could just go in on Tuesday night and say, no, thanks, I don't want that, and they let you off. Yeah. So Tegan Cunningham is in there again, second week in a row. Now, I believe it wasn't with a um, reprimand last week. It was just totally thrown out, that charge. So she's got nothing hanging over from last week on her, but it will be interesting right. what happens. Right, interesting. Duffin, she gave her a little jab to the belly. Yeah, belly or back, I don't know, but it was ugly. It was it was Same thing, no lying need. on top of her and just belted mm. her. Yeah. But I haven't seen the footage. There is footage, is there? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. well, justice will prevail. The girls will get rubbed at it for doing dirty dog deeds. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so my question is, will it and does it prevail? Did it prevail on the weekend when the Ds played the kangaroos? Did it? Did it? I ask you. <laughs> Ooh, I'm You've scared. got a bee in your bonnet, Fee, haven't you? <laughs> Would you like to elaborate? <laughs> That's a serious I look on your face. I thought that there were some poor calls. I know that um, it's never a particularly good uh, comeback to say that the umpires made a poor call, but there were a couple uh, of noticeable decisions that were even commented on by the commentary team. And there were, th- I think there were three in a row. There have been calls since the start of the league that um, – we should have the highest. They're like we've got the trainees, the trainees, standard, yeah. and they have to train somewhere. They do have to train somewhere, but it'd be better Why at are they under sixteens or schoolgirls or. I, look, I don't know of those incidents you were talking about. I don't recall them. I was look. I was watching it closely on my phone whilst I was being driven back from Morwell. So I am the authority. On <laughs> you this. are. You are. <laughs> do you think um, when you watch TV compared to a live game, you get swayed by the commentators? No. No. No, I, I, think, I think you're absolutely, yes. <laughs> yeah, because I can watch, I can go watch a game live and have my opinions of players and things they did and how the game unfolded and then I'll go home and maybe watch the replay because I don't have much of a life. <laughs> we, we did um, that too. We and, were, quick, let's get home. And, and the commentator's version of events or t- picking out players, I'm going, well, that's not the game I've just been to or yeah. I don't rate them like that. But as soon as they jump on a player and name them, even if they've done nothing almost, it's it's really weird how that happens, I guess. so. Just on that issue with the umpires, and it is a really tough one because my heart wants to say let's get the very best in there and give the women what they deserve. And at the same time I think, you know, we've got to be careful we're not falling into that same trap that the haters of women's footy are doing where we see someone – like uh, Taylor Harris hit the post three times and say, well, see, women can't play, they should be out. Maybe when the umpires make a couple of shocking decisions and they will, and Taylor Harris will hit the post again, you know, we have to back them and say, look, it's going to take time. We just need to be patient. Uh, I am a North Melbourne supporter, so maybe I'm a little biased and <coughs> saying we got the win on merit, of Do course. You think? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you though, Fee. <laughs> it's just, again, it comes down to it's such a short uh, season. Mm, it's so brutal, much isn't it? The decisions. Every yeah. game. The they're short, short games. They're short quarters. Season's short. Yeah. Every every move matters. Every second matters. It does. Yeah. And maybe it's that's why pressure. that in, that look and the mouth lip reading of Taylor, you can understand totally because it, it was a game. It cost them a game and a win and a win makes the world a difference on your position yeah. on the ladder. So... Yeah, mm. maybe we'll get off their backs for you, those umpires. Let them be. They're just kids. Reckon? Leave them alone. <laughs> or just that they're, you know, one or two mistakes looks really big in the same way that a Taylor Harris hitting the post is really big yeah. because everything is so distilled and, you know, pressure cooker situation. Mm. Mm. 
and it's it's very noticeable. Yeah. yeah. And now you've drawn attention to it, and those kids have gone home crying. Ah. <laughs> you do have a point on that game, though. I, I acknowledge that to a Melbourne friend of stations. mine. Is that what the uh, kids' soccer? There's panels. My son plays soccer, and there's panels at the start of every season telling. Only cheering, only clapping, you know, it's not for sheep stations, leave them alone, it's not World Cup, all that sort of stuff. So maybe we need to think the same thing. Or we can start playing for sheep stations. That's right, yeah, yeah, bring the sheep stations in. Make it interesting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Looked like you were almost out in Sheep County at Morwell Ground. Were we at Morwell? It was a long way. It was a long drive. Many years ago, the Sydney Women's AFL League, only in the first couple of seasons we got invited to go to Dubbo, which is really country, real middle of nowhere. And so we sent a minivan of about a dozen or so of us of uh, rep, well, not even rep players, just the competition players. Off we went for this weekend in Dubbo. And um, we had to, it must have been the Dubbo Demons, I don't know, 100-year anniversary or something like that. And there was a street parade that we all had to march in. <laughs> so talking about how they promote it. It was in the papers, uh, there was a presentation night and I think from memory there might have even been a rotating dancing floor at the pub from memory. Uh. <laughs> but it was it was bizarre to be in this little township that just wrapped that we came and there was a big barbie afterwards and everything. But, yeah, local local grassroots footy at its best, I guess. So yeah. that's why they probably do it. The kids who are out there will, will love it and be ready to go next time if it eventuates again. Mm. Let's hope so, yeah. I had a chat with Fridge, Amanda Ferugia, last week and we actually had quite a long chat so I had to cut it down and I just kept the the serious stuff last week because uh, there there was serious subject matter to cover after yet another loss. Now, on the back of this win, I've decided to play the rest of um, the interview that I left out that, that includes what I called at the time the hard-hitting questions. So we'll play that now just for a bit of a laugh after a great result on the weekend. Hey, Fridge, how's it going? I'm good, Fee, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Let's start with the hard-hitting questions first. Uh, How does it feel to have the most iconic supporter group in the league with their travelling fridges, albeit uh, a dwindling number now? (laughs) Well, um, look, I usually try and take a pretty uh, modest approach to things and I... Uh, when I'm playing footy, I'm definitely more engaged with what's happening on the field rather than what's going on around me in the crowd. Um, but deep down, I secretly really love it. And there's no, um, you know, greater supporters of women's football than um, the girls who I originally played club footy with, with who are the ones who have done all this legwork in um, getting the cardboard fridges set up and um, getting them around to all of our games. So. I, I appreciate it greatly. I think it's great for the game as well to, um, and it's great that you're getting um, the girls who are dressing up as the cardboard fridges for them to get the exposure to because it's serious effort and there's not many people who love women's footy as much as they do. So they deserve all the credit they get and they deserve as much airtime as they get on TV as well. <laughs> oh, that's great that you love it because we love you too, Fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I love you guys. <laughs> Now, um, on an almost as important topic, uh, there are now fridge socks available. So um, are they part of your husband Dan's work uniform and do you think Mac Uni may have them as training socks? (laughs) Well, um, to be honest, I actually haven't secured myself a pair yet and I I spoke to Dan about whether or not he was able to get some from the ground yesterday but he couldn't find any. So I don't know if that means he didn't actually look hard enough or they sold out. I'm going to guess, of course, that they've sold out. I um, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, all the girls at AFLW level will be wearing them to training and um, (laughs) Mac Uni will be wearing them too. So I think I'm the only one who still doesn't have a pair. Um, So once I get my hands on a pair, I'll be able to um, hopefully get Dan in a pair too. But, yeah, look, um, probably one of the greatest achievements of my life, having my face on a sock. So everything else is going to pale in comparison um, compared to that. Great. Now, I can concur that we couldn't track down socks yesterday either, so I I think um, absolutely they must have sold out. Yeah, without doubt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm told that your brother and you often have deep conversations about music involving Triple J. Um, What are your go-to sounds before a match? Um, It's actually not Triple J that we speak about. Um, Luke is an avid music fan. He's probably his two biggest passions in life are AFL footy and music. And um, we uh, we grew up as kids pretty much 
combining those two things. You know, we'd usually, Dad would have the radio on in the garage and then we'd be kicking the footy or playing sports out in the backyard with the with the Dad's radio as the soundtrack to our <laughs> childhood footy games growing up. So um, it's really just music in general. So we'll talk about 90s pop music, you know, some of our favourite 80s songs, um, showing my age here. Um, and then, you know, he would, you know, he would sit up in the morning and, and he'd take statistics of two things. He'd sit, sit and write the number one song to the true to the fifties song um, of the Rage countdown on on Channel Two. Oh, Rage, um, okay, right, ABC. got it, yes. And then he would write down all the statistics for Hawthorne Hawks games um, right. when that came on. So, yeah, so I, we, and we were quite close as kids. So, you know, a lot of the a lot of the conversations that we have are either about footy or about music, and um, I guess that stems from you know the the strong bond that we had as kids, and that's followed us through into adulthood. Yeah, right. Okay, and so. Do you have a favourite song or bunch of songs that you play uh, before a game? I've got lots of favourite songs. I listen to lots of different types of music. And my brother is um, famous for um, his top three countdowns. So he'll have a countdown for, I don't know, he just makes a countdown up and he'll just pick three random songs from our childhood or from when we were younger. And um, It's just it's just cool because he brings up songs that I've totally forgotten about. You know, there'll be some 90s pop ballad or um, something like that and, Usually there's comments from random other people who go, oh, I remember that song or I love yeah. that song when I was growing up. And, yeah, it's just a little bit of our ability to reminisce. And, um, yeah, it's one of the great things about Luke. He always brings things up from the past that other people kind of leave in the past and it's nice to reflect sometimes. Yeah, right. And so um, any particular pump-up music before a game? Oh, we actually have an AFLW playlist that we play um, in the change rooms before footy and I just like songs that are a bit more upbeat. And, yeah, right. Um, to be honest, I'm not really paying too much attention to the music in the change rooms. I'm usually kind of just worried about what we've got to do to get ready. And yep. Some of the other girls play their own music and have their own headphones on, but it's usually just to create a bit more atmosphere in the rooms. I think if it was dead silent in there and you heard everybody's thoughts ticking over, I think it'd be a pretty overwhelming place. Yep, I understand. Yep. Yep. Uh, as, a, as a music therapist, I, I kind of I get that. It's an, it's an individual <laughs> thing too. Very and you get individual. better than anyone then. <laughs> Oh, just that it's an individual choice and you've got to choose what's best for you, you know. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, so you've broken the record. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. You've broken the record for the most capped captain. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, congratulations. Now, we Thank think you. that's worthy of some big white goods discounts at Harvey Norman uh, this week. <laughs> Do you think Katie Page will celebrate with you? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know if um, Katie Page is needs to celebrate that milestone. I think um, yeah, it's it's cool and it's nice to be acknowledged in that regard. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't account for much if your club's not winning at the same time. So um, those things are nice and that's cool. But, um, yeah, I think um, I would much rather have three wins on the board than, um, you know, a, an award about being given – you know, the most number of caps as the captain. So um, the the leadership thing is definitely not something that you do by yourself. It's definitely been a collective effort over the last three years because um, we're a club that very much rates everybody rather than having people who stand out, um, you know, as the top player and that kind of thing. So that has meant that we've been able to spread the load and um, everybody has an expectation to, you know, meet particular standards from leadership. And I would say that, the best thing about being part of the Giants is that um, we share things and and that's also because we've got a range of different strengths. So, um, yeah, you know, I might be called the captain of the team but by no means of, am I doing more than others. Sure. I've just got a couple more questions for you. We'll call it our fast five. So what's your, no, fav- what's your go-to coffee? Uh, soy cap with one sugar. <laughs> Good. How do you relax away from the field? Um, I get into a bit of Netflix and, uh, at the moment I'm watching Grace and Frankie, which is hilarious. Oh, um, I love Grace and Frankie. <laughs> great show. Or I'll, uh, play with my dogs and there's nothing better to get your mind off stresses of life than, um, play with your dogs because they're not saying anything and no one's talking to you and they're just funny and just want your, your want your company. Yeah. Um, so they, they're always nice as a bit of a distraction. Um, or just head down to the beach with my husband and just not say much, just usually have some quiet time. Yep. And so what is your favourite beach in Sydney? Uh, we've got a few. At the moment we're enjoying Balmoral Beach. It's very quiet and family-oriented. There's a bit of a low-key vibe there, which I'm enjoying. Um, we'll head down to Bronte Beach if you want a bit more atmosphere and um, a bit more uh, bit more things happening down there. So, yeah, they're usually two of the, two of the favourites. Yeah, nice. In terms of your teammates, who has the messiest locker? Messiest locker? 
Um, mine's pretty messy. Uh, there's a few girls that like to spread their stuff all around the place. Um, I don't know who has the messiest locker, but I definitely know who has some of the neatest locker. All right, let's um, hear that. I'll go, we'll go opposite to that. So yeah. the neatest, neatest person could probably be um, Emma Swanson. She likes to get all of her stuff out and then like lay it lay it out like a Tetris puzzle. She just sort of puts everything in a really nice, neat order and it kind of gives me anxiety a little bit that she's so <laughs> neat and pedantic with her stuff and I feel like I have to meet up to, and live to her expectations yeah. but then I realise it's just not how I function. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we've definitely got some neat freaks around the place and thank goodness because it offsets some of the messier ones. Well, I, I did hear Deborah Francis-White from the Guilty Feminist podcast uh, recently say that being messy is a way one of, one of the other ways to smash the patriarchy. So, so, um, I'm with you on that, Fridge. <laughs> I'll keep being as messy as I can. Yeah, <laughs> I think we owe it. We owe it to, to feminism. And lastly, um, teammate with the best boots. Best boots? Oh, Ellie Brush at the moment has some seriously cool boots. They're, they're black, which isn't everyone's cup of tea. But there's a lot of stuff going on at the bottom. There's this um, really shiny, glittery green, uh, emerald green colour going on. So, I think they're new balance boots and they've been enough. Um, serving her quite well as well because she's had a, a couple of great games the last two weeks and we're glad that she's back in the team after a bit of a hamstring strain. So, um, yeah, she's definitely got fancy feet and, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, those boots give her a, uh, some good form in the coming weeks because we definitely need it. Great. <laughs> okay, well, Fridge, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Fee. I appreciate it. So, of course, a shout-out goes to the Fridge Army who are – the members of the Macquarie Uni Women's Football Club, um, which is where Amanda Ferrugia still plays, and Lisa Petheridge, known as Pethy, is the commandant, really, of, of the Fridge Army. So um, big love to you, Pethy, and the rest of the Mac Uni girls, the Mac Warriors, as they are known. We're going to introduce a new segment that has been created out of necessity. It's called Corrections, Corrections Corner. Nat, what yes. have you got to say for yourself? <laughs> apologies, <laughs> apologies. One little one, just a minor detail. Last week I do believe I referred to Nicola Barr as Natalie Barr. So yeah. apologies, Nick. <laughs> Nick Barr. Nick Barr, Nick Barr from now on. Maybe her nickname's Nat. You never know. Well, So maybe well. this isn't a correction. Next week I'll come back with correction, correction, after <laughs> Nick and Nat, her sister, ring me and say it's okay. Oh, it's the new Nick Nat. Oh, 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 we just started right here. Is, Can we just say indeed. somebody note the date and time? That's the one. So, But the other one's a bit more serious and I've been schooled, sorry, educated by Emma Race who did point out to us last week after I had a little whinge about uh, Carlton bringing their orange to Orange County, well, it's for a reason. The reason is quite an important one too and I don't mind Emma pointing out this to me because it, it is, it's an important thing that uh, Carlton have taken on board. Uh, last year at International Women's Day, uh, the UN have uh, chose the colour orange to promote and end violence against women. Now, when I first Googled orange and violence, it came up with a clockwork orange and orange is a new black. <laughs> So I then had to punch in a couple of other words, <laughs> including Carlton and nonviolence. And so that's why it is. Uh, Carlton are running around in it. The motto is uh, orange the world and hashtag hear me too. So good on you, Carlton. Just don't do it up here in Sydney, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> but we're right behind Carlton with that. Oh, we are indeed. Absolutely. We are indeed. And yeah. all merch can be sent here to the uh, studios. That'd be great. <laughs> here Thank you. Here at 2SER. That's the one. Thanks. Good on you all. Till next week. <laughs> <laughs> that was good humble pie eating that. Thank you. I'm full. <laughs> so news afoot about the All-Australian selections. And from a GWS perspective, we're looking at Ferrugia, Beeson and Bonner, who have been named in this team. Thoughts, ladies? Well, it's based on four games. Is that right? I think it's the halfway mark, so the key players who are looking good at the moment. So a team's been named and then there were extra players to make up a squad of about 40, it must have been. And, yeah, the girls, those three have, have been named, which is great for them. Um 
real, um, you know, it's a bit of incentive for them to keep going because it means they're being noticed and watched. I have no idea, though, who has named this All-Australian team. I don't know who the selectors are. Do you know anything about that? Or? Well, it's funny. I was going to ask, actually, maybe I've missed a memo, but why is there a mention of an All-Australian team halfway through a season anyway? I've I definitely missed a memo, know. but normally that's no. an end-of-season But they started fair. talking about it after round one, so. And who does the All-Australian team play? Well, I mean, the, it's <laughs> yeah, all, yeah, all those other teams around the world. No, I mean, I guess the, the, the men have played Ireland in that, of course, that hybrid game. Sometimes that seems to happen erratically. I don't think there are any plans for that with the women at this point. Again, happy to be told I'm wrong. But yeah. No, it's, it's just a noble really, kind it? of, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, good on award. the girls for uh, being placed in the top 40 players in the comp. So Let's preview the GWS versus D's game. Well, with a bit of luck, we won't have to worry about Tegan Cunningham because she was actually <laughs> running free and looking good on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, who will we have to pick her up? She's tall. She's she was fast, everywhere. And she yeah. was everywhere. Her stamina kept her going. She was holding, you know, taking grabs. And I'm not, I was thinking, I don't know who's going to pick her up and mark her for the game. So I don't know if you've got ideas. Hopefully we won't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's a bonus that we don't have to worry about her. Giants are in good form, though, after last week. <clears throat> Might just carry on the uh, winning winning ways. Do you think they're in good form or they well, just had a win? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to be <laughs> no, positive and up and excited about things. And <laughs> I know. We should be pumping up their tyres. And they will be feeling good. As soon as you have a win, it's excellent. So with a bit of luck, training's changed a little bit. Their attitudes have changed a little bit. Um, Morale injuries, will be different after Injuries a win. don't hurt as much, little things like that. Yeah. With a bit of luck, yeah, they'll carry that into the mm. game and we'll – Hold their own. Well, look, I I do want to say I am concerned that it's at Blacktown on Sunday, the day after the Mardi Gras parade, and I I would be pushing for a buy round. <laughs> are you worried the players are hungover or got glitter in their eyes? They, or well, they should be they should be able to go to the parade instead of resting up for the game. Yeah, look, judging by the crowds who are out there, the last time we went, I was actually surprised. I didn't see a single ex-player, you know, anyone I knew from the competition. I didn't see any of them out there. It was all family and friends and young young kids and that's what they were promoting in terms with the face painting and the free, you know, slurpees and things like that. So mm. I'm sure they'll get exactly the same crowd out there again. I don't think if you're worried about numbers or are you worried about yourself, <laughs> whether you'll be over 05 on the, on the road out there. Or that the players I, should get the freedom to go to the Mardi Gras. And- well, that too. That's right. I will be riding my motorcycle in the parade. Thank you for asking. Look for a Tibetan flag. It's my own little protest every year. There you go. Because Mardi Gras falls around about the time of the anniversary of the Tibetan uprising. You can look up more details about that if you're interested. Uh, And so every year I fly a Tibetan flag from my bike. And do you think that out of all the outfits and all the things that are in your face that anyone's actually going to notice your Tibetan flag? It's been mentioned on SBS before. Oh, has it just? Mm. There you go. Well, good on you. Thanks. And <laughs> AFL Sydney are marching, I believe. They've got a float. They do. I wasn't sure. Is it? Did Tracy get back yep. to you about? That? I saw she you did. ask the question. Yes. Um, because I think I think Gemma still is often the person who organises it, and I wasn't sure if she was available to do the organising again this year, but uh-huh. maybe she is. Well, Tracy Kick says it's a yes. Great. I take that as gospel. We always do. <laughs> <laughs> so we're predicting a win, yes? Fingers crossed. If not, Giants. that's it. Well, I I must say Lily Miffin was again really impressive mm. for the G's. She was. This round just gone. She was she was everywhere too. Well, this will be an opportunity for Maddie Collier, maybe to pick up a few more possessions. Mm-hmm. Um great opportunity for her because I Gummo feel like it'll too. be yeah, yeah. Um, Bernardi to kick a goal. It's a chance for them to all lift their game and prove their worth because if they do make the finals, they all want to be playing. And so you don't want to be going in with only a few stats against your name or yep. not lifting your weight. Um, I was happy Tate Mackerel kicked a ripper goal at the start of the game. Was I was pumped so and excited. For her. Yeah, I was, was within she, minutes of She would the game have been started. so nervous after the first her, you know, her first game. Yeah. So to have a good run and get out. So I want to see her running hard, getting amongst it again. Um, it'll be I feel like a free-flowing game because that's how Melbourne play. They run a bit more and get the ball up and over to Newman. She ran onto quite a few balls as well. So um, I hope 
I hope it'll be a win. Mm. Well, mm. our history against the D's is interesting. So in the in season one, it was the only game that GWS won and by doing so they kept the D's out of finals. Uh, in the second season it was the first round and D's won in the last minutes by a goal. So they're like arch enemies. It's like a grudge match. Is that what you're well, building it up be. to be? That, that could be it. Maybe you heard it here first, an actual rivalry instead of some manufactured one based on the men's game. This could be it right here, right now. Melbourne versus Sydney. It sounds right to me. <laughs> it would be then. It's only ever Melbourne that has the chip on the shoulder though, right? <laughs> Melbourne thinks Sydney Always. siders have got a beef with Melbourne, but they don't. They couldn't care. We know, we, we know we're better. <laughs> it's only a second it's, city. Uh, <laughs> it's like Chicago versus New York. <laughs> I just still feel like I'm on holidays up here. Well, you've only been here 12 months, so yeah, you probably feel it. But the same. 27 years and it's still I'm on holidays. <laughs> as long as the sun comes out, yep. let's be fair. True. When it, when it rains, we don't know what to do here True. in Sydney. <laughs> Melbourne's got it covered. All I was going to add to that was that Melbourne were very good against North last weekend. They were. I mean, they really tested North and North have had a pretty cruisy run until now. And they knew they'd be tested, but, you know, the premier team in the competition only won by four points and, according to you, Fee, shouldn't have won. Mm, no, they shouldn't. <laughs> so, I, look, I, it's getting to that stage of the season too, isn't it, where you can just see every team is going to throw absolutely everything at every second and minute of the game. So I'll hopefully within fair few, the rules. Within the rules, indeed. Mm. We'd like to see that. <laughs> But, yeah, look, it should be a really, really tight game, I think, like many of the games we'll see from here on in. I'm a Giants fan, but geez, Duffin's pretty good for North Melbourne down the back. She reads a play so well. She's a pleasure to watch, and I think that's why Tegan Cunningham gave her a little punch in the ribs to uh, (laughs) tell her to back off and leave the ball to me. (laughs) But we don't condone that here. So allegedly punched it. (laughs) (laughs) And we still don't condone (laughs) Keep yourselves nice, ladies. <laughs> Let's do our predictions for round five. Brisbane Lions versus Geelong Cats. Got to be Brisbane, doesn't it? I think so, yes. And it's up in Brisbane, so they'll enjoy themselves up there with a the home crowd. If it's a tight game, that'll get them over the, over the line. Yeah. Geelong just getting a little bit tired or mm. the young kids are just getting a little bit overwrought perhaps there was those early wins and they looked unstoppable they were a bit like north mm. melbourne i thought at the beginning that's what i thought of them at the start yeah so oh look i'd be wrapped if geelong could do it again i don't think they will though it'll be brisbane mm. blues versus pies i'm going for pies because i really just want them to win <laughs> well i'm going for pies why because why <laughs> Well, if Pies beat really um, Carlton, <laughs> if Pies beat Carlton, that helps us because Carlton's above us on percentage, as in GWS. Mm. So it will be for strategic purposes, not just my heart, but my head mm. and my stats. So, so what does your heart say, Nat? Collingwood, Collingwood. and your head says. Oh, Collingwood too, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if see. you could see the look if in her eye right blues, now, we could have said your your Sandy Olsen. Who? Hopelessly devoted to you. Oh. <laughs> it's another Grease That's reference. another Grease My reference. My head is saying. <laughs> that is true. Full forget him. I just <laughs> want to know when beauty school is dropout's going to get a run. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that going to apply? Well, there <laughs> are worse things I could do. <laughs> I just love that, that Tracy knew all along that she was Rizzo. It took me a couple of decades to work out she I was wasn't adamant. Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and on to us. We have said already GWS versus Ds. We're all going for GWS, aren't we? Yep, yes, indeed. Good, the Giants. good, lovely. Kangas versus Crows. Now, this is the match of the season so far, well, isn't it? I'm going for Crows. That's very quick, Fee. <laughs> I just would like to see the Kangas knocked off their perch. I think every time we say, oh, this will be the match of the round, it's a dud, and I'm mm. thinking this will be the same thing. I think Adelaide Crows are absolutely going to smash them. Their experience... Mm. Their knowledge, their their footy smarts will just get kangaroos, like 
Blow them out of the park, I feel. Blow them out of the park. That hurts. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but you can't really knock a, a kangaroo off a perch, can you? So you, sort <laughs> you of, could use your you bull bar and knock them run, them off, <laughs> run right, them off the road. That's enough out of you. <laughs> Settle <laughs> down, of both paddock. of you. <laughs> now, it's at Churnside Park. I don't actually know where that is. No, it's yeah. in Werribee. Which is further Churnside than Park. Churnside Park. You're right. I'm Park. sorry. It is. No, it's the same. I think it's the same thing. Yep. Werribee, the suburb, the and I think it's called that. Right. It's a shopping so, but centre. It's, it's technically a home game for the Kangas. That's right. Yeah, yeah. right. It's. I mean, it's, it's a, just between half an hour North Melbourne. Melbourne and Tasmania. Best of both worlds. This is this is why the, this team is so impressive. They are they gelled together in and and that was the big question mark over them because we knew that they had star power. We knew that they had they they were well balanced. They uh, picked, stole. They <laughs> for Collingwood stars. <laughs> Well, things were friendly up until now. <laughs> they worked the system. That's what they did. And kudos to them. Um, pork barrels, really? Ah. <laughs> where's a white, well, I'm, where's I'm, a whiteboard when you need one? I'm going to step so in and correct they, you now, Fee, because actually it's at <laughs> – I'm going to relish this opportunity. It's at Avalon Airport Oval, in fact, which is in Werribee. Confusing because oh. there's an Avalon in Victoria also, but – so what? It's a, it's what? It's Avalon, Airport. Avalon, Avalon Airport Oval Airport in the Oval. suburb of Werribee. So quite a lot of VFL games are played and VFLW games are played at Werribee and North Melbourne's VFL uh, affiliate it plays out of Werribee. So for on once you can road, catch the plane to yeah. Avalon yep. on purpose. Well, they've actually mistake. used no. That's not. It, it's very confusing, but it's not there. But oh you could, my goodness! Yeah. They'll blame that if the numbers aren't great, the crowd numbers. <laughs> That's right. Well, but according there's to there's going to be four thousand out at you know the under thirteen netball field or something like yeah, that. Over that well, line. I need to say, according to Kate O'Halloran from Kick Like a Girl, the AFLW app had their Morwell game starting an hour and a half after it actually did. So she was apparently just about to jump into her car to drive there and found it had already started. So extraordinary, interesting, and odd mm. stuff going on. Uh, but what I was trying to say before is that a, such a well-built team, uh, North Melbourne, one of the big question marks was whether or not they um, were jealous of the team, and they did, but they also don't have a home ground. They don't really have a home ground. So mm. we're saying all these, oh, this is a home game, this is a home game. Well, they've played in Tasmania, they've played, uh, they're playing at Werribee, wherever the hell they're playing this weekend. This is their first home game in Melbourne. So round five home game in Melbourne. Well, hopefully they'll That's right, because they were Launceston, Hobart. Hobart, Launceston, then against Melbourne, uh, in Melbourne, obviously, on the weekend, at Casey, Mm. but also away uh, in Sydney, in fact. Uh, I think that there there are some redevelopments going on at Arden Street, at the old, you know, heartbeat of North Melbourne. So next year, apparently, they're slated to play games there, home games. I was there on uh, just yesterday afternoon, um, and it's it's lovely carpet. It's a bit like... um, it's a bit like Witten Oval where you just want to roll around on the ground because it's such lovely grass. But I was there just as a little uh, segue, little little aside. Um, the, there's a Masters game as a curtain raiser in a couple of weeks at that doubleheader at Marvel Stadium. Kiwi's which is in the team, isn't she? On my birthday, she's in the team and I'm the manager. Oh, good on you both. Well mm. done. Mm. So uh, that's I was doing managing stuff. Is it true as that much as there's no training because they're worried that they'll all break down and so there's just the game? <laughs> no, they, that's exactly what they were doing, training at Arden Street. Oval. My mistake. <laughs> um, but the, I saw that the, the planned redevelopment was announced, um, was it in season one or maybe season two? And I naively thought, oh, that's wonderful. They'll have that done in time for when the women come in. And, you yeah, know, yeah, it's no. being built. It's being built. So, music to my ears because we used to train actually in the, the – uh, final few years of my playing in Melbourne, we train on Arden Street of an evening, which is not when the men trained. Of course, they were during the day. They're you know full time athletes, and uh, Arden Street has currently two light towers on one side of the ground. So that's great. There's plenty of light coming out of them. But if you are facing into the light, the person who's kicking or handballing to you is completely in silhouette. <laughs> right. <laughs> so sort of want to be on the other side of the ground as much as you can. It wasn't you know it's a wonderful oval, but it wasn't great effective training for us then. But was, is that your excuse for your um, hand that injuries that, that actually were poor marking techniques? Yeah, yeah, I should have sued, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a bit of a construction site off the field. So finally, getting back to what we were actually talking about, Frio versus Bulldogs. I'm going for Frio with this one. It's pretty close on the, on, on the tipping app thingy. It's at Frio Oval. 
Bulldogs offer offer loss. What do you reckon? Mm. I think Frio will bounce back after the weekend's loss. I think they'll be keen to get another win and work a bit harder at home. Don't have to travel. I think it'll work for them this week. Yeah, Frio for me too. Just travelling a bit better than the Bulldogs at the moment. Yeah. At some point we should go back and see uh, how we've done with our predictions. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't done particularly well, I will admit. I wouldn't have thought I have either, actually. Well, Kiwi's actually, um, she's got a regular little spot on um, Women's Australian Rules Football Radio with Peter Holden. So he called her up in summer and said, got this great idea for a segment. I'm going to ask you for your predictions. I'm going to call it Kiwi's Kiss of Death. And she said, I don't think I really like the name of that. He said, no, it's great. <laughs> and so since then, a lot of the time when she's picked certain teams like GWS, they've lost and it really has been a kiss of death. Oh, no. So she said one week she's going to, she's going to, have to play, call in sick play or opposite something. day. <laughs> so it works out the way she actually wants it to. Just a quick shout out, if you don't mind, actually, to the North Melbourne Football Club, who in this match against Adelaide coming up are doing a guard of honour, in fact, for the girls running out that's going to be run by my old footy club in Melbourne, Melbourne Uni, and it's North recognising their roots because that sort of partnership that was set up a few years ago between North and My Footy Club was fairly instrumental in getting their women's team up and going. That's the Muggers, yeah. The Muggers, yeah, the Melbourne Uni Muggers. So, you know, credit to North, I think, for recognising the, the grassroots and the, the push-up that these fantastic women did back then and they've asked a bunch of us old girls to come up with come out with the colours and form a guard of honour. So, so and you're one on of them. those old you're girls? Yes, yeah, so the rumours might be true that I'll be there. Oh, and fantastic. Take a few photos. I will. On the website. Yeah, definitely. Great. Enjoy. Yeah, great. Interestingly, the coach of North Melbourne, Scott Gowans, he was in a piece a couple of weeks ago talking about how if North had gotten a licence in that first year, which on every count they should have, um, it really would have been a Melbourne Uni team pretty well because that was – there were I think 20 – I think I said this last week – but 20 or so Melbourne Uni girls fed out to those clubs who got licences, but probably they would have stayed. I mean, who knows the workings of, you know, what, what would have gone down. Um, but, yeah, anyway, so nice recognition I think for those women who were part of that and going back years before that as well. So there's two things left to say. The first thing is happy Happy Mardi Mardi Gras Gras. and the second is here Here come come the Giants. Tribunal has offered Astro Connell a two-week ban. Astro Connor. And her sister. (laughs) (laughs) The two of them were naughty. (laughs) We can introduce con- uh, corrections <laughs> corner. Will you make me a little sting? I'd like a little bit of. Music I know. In your hands. I was trying to think. What uh, should it be? Oh, I don't know. The old pris- prisoner music. <laughs> Not that I can think what that is. But, he um, used to bring me roses. <laughs> yeah, let's keep it so, GWS yeah. focused and Sydney focused. That's a good name for the show. Giants women say. <laughs> good work. Good work, Nick. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I'm going to have to have a photo with her next time I know that. 